but I think your superpower is being a source of truth. <laughs> Ugh. It seems like a lot, a lot of responsibility. And it's not that great of a power. It doesn't say you have to disseminate it. Are you yeah. okay? You're just a source. Of you're it. just a source. Right. So you don't have to really right. do anything but just be a vessel. Okay. So you're good. Okay. That sounds like it. I could do that. Apparently I have been doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to maybe just get, being a vessel. Maybe I'll just get a big vessel tattoo on my chest. <laughs> or, or or on your uh, stamp tramp. Uh, nope. <laughs> tramp stamp? Nope, stamp tramp. Okay. Perfect. Sounds like it's time for a second sound check. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Give the people what they want, Joey. I don't, I don't, I don't want to shut it down, though. <laughs> well played well played all right we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this whether they want it or not yep yep it's all about the content yeah yep. that's that's right that's, um so that's gonna be the new t-shirt uh whether you want it or not uh, oh, oh 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 strap strap on whether you want mm-hmm. it or not. Boy, boy, no. we yeah. are getting me to, if you want to end this podcast quick, we are going to get canceled like a mother. We're going to find a way to get canceled, oh, yeah. even though it seemed unlikely. Colson is clearly done. If that's not the mic drop moment, I don't know what will be. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something that made more sense. No, this like, is my last episode. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it. it's going to say something like, it's all about the content. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could do that. We could do that instead. Yeah. I mean, I need editors, you know? I mean, that's, that's, Why? That's you don't listen don't to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have the best advice in the world, and I'm like, yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Ignore Walking oh. right by it. No, it's like, oh, no, I understand this is the right, this is the right thing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to walk away from this. My <laughs> friends are super smart and have my back. No. Don't care. No. Women still find me slightly charming? Question mark? Mm. <laughs> Luckily, none of them listen to this show. Yeah. We're going to have to check that in number. <laughs> no, I've, I feel like we've had a, a bunch of new subscribers when I've been on Bumble. Okay. Oh, yeah. I make every that, that's before we even like basically after I shake their hand and say, hey, I'm John. Nice to meet you. I say, can I see your phone? I subscribe them to the Undebeatables and the Undegoogleables, and then I hand their mm-hmm. phone back and I say, um, can I buy you dinner? You're welcome. <laughs> Would you like to have some dinner? Let me, 
I'm gonna let you take a dent out of my net worth. Here we go. Let's have dinner. <laughs> yes. Can I can I pay hundred dollars for this to be awkward? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bumble is really helping our numbers. Buzz buzz full of suckers. <laughs> Welcome Pacers fans. You were listening to the End of Beatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 572. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. Shout out, COVID. <laughs> this show, we're going to discuss... The all-star selections, uh, we're going to talk about the direction we think the franchise should be heading. Uh, we've got a stat of the week for you, of course, and an under Google if we got the time. Joining us this show are two of our three analysts, still coast-to-coast, like buttered toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What's up, fellow Undebeatables? Uh, it's Thirsty Thursday. Drink up. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? I am shouting out MIT this week. Shout out! This week, um, it was made known that they figured out how to do what was previously thought impossible, namely create a two-dimensional polymer. What that means for you is that they made a substance that's uh, like twice as strong as steel at a sixth of the density. And it can apparently be manufactured in large quantities as well. For cheap, I'm guessing, from the way you're talking about it. That's what they seem to think, uh, which is pretty rad. So think a plastic that's four to six times stronger than bulletproof glass or twice as strong as steel. Whoa. Man. And this is what we're going to make the the uh, robots uh, out of that take over the world, right? This is what the robots are going to make themselves out of. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Also impermeable to gases. Yeah. Ooh. So this thing is, yeah, this is a, a, a real game changer. So. Holy crap. Yeah, pretty Shout cool. Shout out. You heard it cool. here first. No, well no, you didn't. You heard it first in science, probably, but. I mean, I heard it here first. Okay, fair enough. Right. That's factually accurate. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Also, I mean, I know that a lot of our uh, listeners read Science Magazine uh, religiously, but... <laughs> I love that sentence so much. <laughs> also, Colson, do you think that do you think that what you just heard was considered a peer review by you? <laughs> it's not officially peer-reviewed until you have a stamp trap (laughs) so uh, before we get into the show I would like to remind you if you want to support us is this not the show what are we we doing here Joe we are the longest running Pacers podcast. Are you going to support us by heading over? They to... won't turn us off. That's the only reason, Joey. You can head over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, that money, will, I'm assuming, is going to be used for our defense fund um, once the uh, the lawyers come after us for something 
Uh, or lots horrific. of ink for Colson. We'll see. Whichever yeah. comes first. <laughs> Get them stamped up. <laughs> so, uh, talk about a little bit of basketball stuff as we want to do the All-Star. Uh, we, you know, we mentioned in the last couple of weeks the uh, All-Star uh, selections were coming out. And they're, they're, I think they're fully re- revealed. Harper, do you have the, uh, the, the list handy? I do. Um, the West Pool Reserves are Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. I'd argue no big surprises at all out there. Those guys are all super deserving so they're all real good and it's kind of what we talked about yep and uh, Monty Williams will get to coach them Um, on the east we have Jimmy Butler Darius Garland James Harden Zach Mm. Levine Chris Middleton Mm. Jason Tatum and Fred Van Vliet uh, to be coached by Eric Spolstra those guys are all pretty darn good at basketball so there is that um we'll likely also see um some replacements here at some point it may be that uh guys are too injured for this game so that may not be the final list but those are the guys who were named well we definitely know for sure that kevin durant is not going to play right um so so there will be at least one replacement for sure you're right there's a lot of guys that might be a little banged up but that's definitely out and you know, after when you're on your dozen All Star games, you know, don't risk an injury. <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. Um, it's interesting the the, the Eastern reserves. Uh, you know, the the forwards, the big men, are uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Chris Middleton, and uh, Jason Tatum. Right. I mean, this is a real, it's a wing and guard heavy reserve pool. Um, we had speculated whether Demondis Sabonis had it chance at this one um joey how do you feel about him not making this list i mean he's had a fantastic season you know the you know the the i think the legit knock on him is that you you can say he's been on a team that is not one on games um which you know he's done he's carried i think i the his load you know he held up his end of the bargain uh for the team but you know they the team is just not winning so you know, it's hard to it's hard to say he's not had a, a season that deserves it. You know, it's also hard to say any of the guys out there. I mean, except for Chris Paul, but he's on the West. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, in the East, there's been you know none of those guys are, are you can say you know shouldn't be there. I mean, no, I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. I think Chris Milton was a surprise for me. Uh, he's uh, the 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 Bucks have kind of underachieved um, compared to where. We thought they might be, and um, it has had a fine season. But I thought it might go to you know somebody else like Jared Allen or or Demonis Sabonis. Now, granted, there are still there's still at least one injury replacement out there. But um, that was the one name that surprised me. I mean, you know, first off, you know, congratulations to Garland and Van Vliet. Their first All Star games, so yeah, good on them. Very exciting uh, for them and their fan bases. Uh, I mean, Chris has been there three times now. Yeah. I mean, oh, they're a game a out of first awesome. place in the East. So, I, I I mean, I know that you want that team to win 60, but... Yeah, I thought they'd be running away with the East this year. I'm, 
I mean, the East is a competitive place, so a game out of first bunched up with five other teams is 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 just fine. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to call it a surprise. Um, he's a, he's a good player. Nineteen five he's and fantastic. five. <laughs> Well, uh, and, and, and the thing is, deep, is I so. and I've I've been criticizing him for probably most of the time that we've been doing this podcast. I always thought he wasn't good enough to be the second or third demand banana, and he won a title, and he has been that guy, and he's gotten better and better every year, and so I want to give him his due. Yes, he's he's deserving All Star. I just didn't expect it this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and thank you for undervaluing him because it really helped up my fantasy squads. Um. It definitely <laughs> did. It definitely did. I I definitely let you draft him over me. <laughs> Like and, a couple you, extra you talk, and you probably you know talk trash after he made the pick. <laughs> was like, oh, really? Just spent thirteen dollars on Chris Middleton. Good for you, buddy. Well, the good that news an impre- that was an impression of myself. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. <It's>, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Way less kind than my impression of you, but do you? I thought you nailed it. <laughs> well, if if history holds true. Um, Kevin Durant should be replaced by his understudy, Damanis Sabonis. It's exactly what happened last year. Um, mm, okay. I, I do think that Damanis makes an awfully good case for himself. Uh, obviously, the team isn't doing well, but uh, his numbers are great. Our team is abysmal when he's not out there. Right. And I would and love to what, see him get a 2012 and five, shooting 57%, something like that. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, absolutely ridiculous. The, the only guy with, you know, Numbers like that are Jokic, right? Yeah. And he he was voted onto the team, so <laughs> right. that 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 tells you the kind of year that Demonis Sabonis is having statistically. Yeah. Uh, do you do you? I mean, I think we talked about this last week. Do you feel like uh, if the commissioner has to pick a replacement, that he might go with the hometown hero because the All Star uh, game is in Cleveland? He might pick the Jared Allen guy. Um, uh, over a Sabonis on a losing team, um, w- or do you think it's just gonna he's gonna? I mean, not the commissioner. I mean, it, the guys that watch the tape for him or whoever. You know, what's what's gonna be the the most political versus what what makes sense for this team? Yeah, I mean, I tend to think that that's not not how decisions get made. Um, that would be a pretty flawed organization if that's the kind of thinking that you went in there with. I mean, why bother watching the tape if you were just going to say, oh, this guy's from Cleveland, let's just name him to the team. What's the point of, of any decision-making process at that point, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he'll get a fair shake. Jared Allen, in his defense, has had a great season. He's a very good right. player as he's well. He's fantastic, right. Um, I, I don't think he's, he's undeserving if he does get named. Yeah, and it, it doesn't help that Sabonis is out with injury now, even if, <laughs> you know, even if we get him out there, is he going to play in the all-star game? Who knows? So smart money right now, maybe on Allen for that reason, if no other. Or you pick Sabonis and then he's a scratch because of injury. And then you get to pick Allen as well. Then you get 14, uh, you know, just start picking every injured player in the league. So everybody <laughs> exactly. gets an all-star on. That's right. Every- Devalue the all-star game selections. It's just going to be There's like 20 all star picks this year. There's participation trophies for everybody. Yeah, you put you can sign me up, you know, sign me up for the all star game, and I can't play just because I'm not in the league. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, 40 and not athletic. You know, I, I, I am. I still play sports. Mm, yeah, above the rim for sure. On a, on a, you know, Toddler-sized yeah. basketball hoop? He can jump out of the kitchen. 
<laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, any other uh, all star? Any other? Sn- no other snubs out there. You think, right? No, I thought I thought this is actually yeah, really well. well done this year. Did it pretty well. Yeah, I feel really good. I don't think there's a lot of like big controversy on on either side. No, Kyrie, right? I wasn't. Yeah, no. If he was on there, I'd 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 I would have smashed my computer, and I'd never be able to do uh, a podcast again. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah, James Harden made it so they didn't have to entertain Kyrie. Thank you. I wasn't really that. excited about that pick, but I get it. He's like amazing, and he stops on a quarter. You know, <laughs> that's a throwback for last week. Check it out, fans. Yeah, I, I, I it's mean, a deep cut. Yeah, I mean, statistically, he arguably has the best numbers out of anybody at twenty-two, ten, and eight, besides Kevin Durant. <laughs> And Giannis in it Kupo, so. Oh, man. I just hate the beard, man. He's good at basketballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry my way out of Brooklyn. No, I'm just going to be bad at my job. He's, again, not bad at his job. 22, 10, and 8. <laughs> yeah, but. 10-time All-Star. Uh, seven times in All-NBA. Houston, he was averaging like, you know, 30, 12, and 9 or whatever. So. It was a different scenario, different role. Yeah. Also, I mean, have you seen the other dudes on that team? Was he supposed to be winning chips with those guys? <laughs> no, 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 without a doubt. Um, I agree that Kevin Durant's very good and would change the way that you would play. I agree with that. Yes. Okay, you're fine. I'm making yeah, a his job point. in Houston was to get thirty, ten, and ten, and you know, be a middling to okay team. Keep people but, in the but, seats. But what I, the point I want to make is that he cried his way out of that situation to get on a team with Kevin Durant and then is a slightly awkward fit. That's what I'd like to... I don't, I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> now, what did we decide that he's made $300 million over his career or something? Yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah, bad yeah. for him. He's fine. No. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bitch, but he's fine. All right. Um, Hey, hey, Harden, <laughs> you want to come at me? Come at me. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm you at be... John Cole or something on Twitter, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just come at me. Let's do this. I'd, I'd pay money for that. Yeah. Ooh, so much boy. Money. For, a, for the shortest fight you've ever seen in your life? Yeah. For my I'd, head I'd... to cave in within, <laughs> within two seconds? You would pay for that? Thanks, buddy. No, 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 two. Se- I'm I'm calling the under on two seconds. <laughs> the under. <laughs> I mean, I would yeah. probably I'd probably do a lot of running. It might take a while. A lot of dodging and weaving. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take him very long to catch you, bud. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, no. But I'm not going to stand there and just wait for him to hit me. I'm saying it might take longer than two seconds. I'm saying. So you're gonna you're gonna make him trip you from behind. That's how this is gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna meet at high noon for the for the you know the match. And then I'm gonna immediately turn and run. Yeah, it's, he's gonna know that that's your plan, yeah. and he's gonna he's gonna be you know by the time you turn around, he's gonna be in front of you on the other yeah, side. Yeah. I'm not worried about if, it. If you get okay, a 50 okay. yard head start, he'll catch you in 100 yards. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if I show up with the uh, MIT armor? I mean, I'll take the over then. <laughs> he won't be able to smash my face in. It'll it'll keep your brains inside your head. 
they will be scrambled. <laughs> yes. They will stay but inside. They'll still be inside my head. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I love scrambled brains. Did you say scrambled? Yeah, no, I mean, I normally, I mean, sometimes, I, sometimes I like them over easy or over medium, really, but scrambled is mm-hmm. also fine. I thought you said scrambled. Scrambled? Scrambled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of my favorite games, Scramble. Scramble? Yeah. Like, like with the, the tiles and stuff? I'm not familiar. <laughs> I know the, uh, when you play golf, there's a way to play this, the Scramble, right? Sure. Like, Every like you just take the best shot and everyone like each each uh, stroke and you just everyone shoots from there. It's a fun way. Sounds to play. like a golf thing. Yeah. Also sounds like an egg thing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I think we wanted to talk about the Pacers' direction. Speaking of scramble, boy, that was a beautiful transition Joey. i was just trying to uh, we, to, we to, set him up perfectly with yeah we yeah. did we're just we're putting the ball on the tee and he's just knocking it out of the park yep. absolutely <laughs> scrambled it out of the park <laughs> <laughs> so we we talked last show about the levert trade and you know here's at the end of the day what we got was what we, what we gave away was a uh you know very productive part of our team and what we got back was a person who does not play and some draft picks and with Rubio's contract essentially it's a way to open up the team to be able to spend more money later you know so we gave away talent to get assets and hope for the future I guess the 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 question I want to ask to both you guys is you know what do you what do you want to see for the rest of the season? You know we've seen some really fun you know in fits and starts. We've seen some really fun play from some of the young guys. You know like we we talked about Sabonis. I mean this guy's throwing up triple doubles. He's you know all star caliber season again. Do you, look, I just want to see alley oops. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, maybe do you have a little a deeper thought on that Harper on on you know where the organization should be going and and should you know more trades for assets or. Um, what are you looking for? Well, Herb Simon made pretty clear that he did not want this team to be tanking. So there's that. I would argue that by that logic, Demonis Sabonis should be untouchable. He should be the piece that we're building around. The second that we part ways with him, I, I don't know what else to call this if, if we trade right. Demonis Sabonis other, other than overt tanking. Because at that point, we're left with, I, I mean, Duarte is our highest upside player at that point. That's that's a problem. That said, you know, obviously we're not going to be competitive this season. The playoffs are a dim, dim memory. Any hopes of them? So the rest of the year becomes trying to build up the talent that we do have and deciding who can be a real a real piece for us going forward. And, and that's really Rick Carlisle's job, right? He's got to go out there. Put guys in positions to succeed, see who can do well, see who can lead, see who can maybe close close some games for us at some point. <laughs> we'll see. God, I don't yeah. envy that task. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a big lift. But, I mean, you got to admit, I'm surprised by the level of talent that we actually had in the wings and, and how well some of these guys have been playing. You got to think Isaiah Jackson uh, is pretty safe going forward. Uh, Chris Duarte is going to get a lot of burn this season, which is going to be great for his prospects going forward. 
Terry Taylor has been just a revelation. I mean, the best numbers in the first seven games of career since like 82 or something. I mean, the kid's just Mm. been fantastic. Now, whether he can keep that up in the NBA as guys start actually looking at looking at film on him uh, is, is, is a whole nother thing. Uh, but most of the rest of the season is is really about talent evaluation and figuring out what we can keep and and how to build in my mind how to build this team most effectively around Demonis Sabonis going forward. I you know I don't think you're wrong. I think you know by the time this pod comes out, uh, we're going to be what at the trade deadline or a, a day. Um, it's the it's the day this comes out. Okay, the day this comes out. So so uh, the, the, you may listen to this in the morning, and by the evening, all of this has changed. Um, but uh, you know, there's a real chance that that other guys on this team are going to get moved. Um, you know, there was uh, wild speculation from uh, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, who was trying to trade uh, Demonis Sabonis for uh, Stephen Adams um, and a bunch of draft picks. Um, on Memphis because he thinks that Memphis's main problem is um, they can't play half court offense. They're great at defense. They're great at transition, but they need a half court offensive uh, cog, and that Sabonis solves that. Stephen Adams has two years left on his deal, but you could get two or three draft picks out of it. You know, is that something that we're willing to do? If we are doing that, then we are definitely tanking, right? I'm with you, Harper. The moment you move to Monta Sabonis, you're like, hey, we're we're just turning this over right um because we got nothing out of karis lavert we got i mean not nothing but it was an expired you really design. like that trade 30 minutes ago when we recorded the no Monday but show. what i'm saying is it's not an ass i mean it's assets but it's not an actual human body you can put on the floor right i mean we basically got worse to get better right you you, you lose uh you know ricky rubio is not gonna be playing for us he so may you're not looking even... for human bodies, right? Is that what <laughs> yeah, you're human bodies. Human bodies are a thing in trades. If you want to stay competitive, if you want to tank, then you trade things for not human bodies. Yeah, I mean, there would be some middle ground there. I mean, the reality is we're not competitive whether we want to be or not. We would love to be competitive. The reality is we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're True. really not. Um, I, I do I do like the idea. Um, I, I mean, I, I w- I've been very pleased by... Uh, Isaiah Jackson, aka Knight Rider. I've been really excited about uh, Terry Taylor, T- Terry Taylor, aka Birdhouse. I love Chris Duarte, uh, aka Eight Track. Um, I love these guys. Um, I also am really excited about uh, Washington, um, aka Gummy Bear. But I think the problem is that these guys aren't starters in this league. I mean, and granted, they're all rookies, but like. You know, you're saying you're saying uh, Harper. You know, once they get some um, some tape on Terry Taylor, he's not going to be able to do what he's doing. Well, if he's the ninth man, maybe he still can, but not if he's our starting power forward. You know, like I mean, um, right now I, he's I our think, starting power. Right, I know. But I, mean, I think like Washington again, if he's our ninth man, could still take. He's not afraid to shoot, and he can hit a lot of threes, and he you know he's fearless. He can still be an impact player, but not if he's your starting two. You know, right? These guys aren't good enough to be, you know, winning in the NBA. So let's get them lots of burn and make them all ninth men next year, right? I'm fine with that. I love it. How many ninth men are we gonna need? Yeah, <laughs> all of all the ninth men. You you also didn't mention our, our new uh, our new pickup Reggie Perry. You didn't mention him at all in this conversation. I didn't because I'm not familiar with him. <laughs> yeah, he played like nine minutes. Uh, 
a couple games ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, you know the the other story. Uh, you know, so the, so the two stories are, um, you know, we traded Karis Levert um, for nothing, and then we also re-signed uh, Lance Stevenson for the rest of the season. Lance Stevenson is solidified in my top five. He's now here for mm-hmm. the whole season. If he was if he was going to be just on ten day contracts, he might have fallen out. But make him what, dance, Lance. What, what does it mean to be solidified on a fluid list? Not really much. It means probably for the rest of the season he's in the top five, but after that, who knows? Also, wouldn't it be, this should be this should be a boon for him that he signed so many contracts. This is like the fifth Pacers <laughs> yeah. contract he signed just this just, season. That is true. Just this season. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So shout out Lance. Shout out Lance. Keep... Welcome back. Um, uh, you know, play the air guitar for me. He's going to get a cramp in that hand from signing all those contracts. <laughs> also, I think I mentioned this last week, but shout out again because, you know, with all these injuries, Justin Holiday has really emerged as the leader of this locker room. And I feel like he's a guy that I trust. I like this guy. Um, he uh, last week won some games for us. Just, well, won a game for us being <laughs> we don't win games very often. Careful with that plural. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, just being the consummate professional, hitting a bunch of threes and making plays down the stretch. Um, he plays defense. He seems to be the guy that pulls the guys aside and talks to them. Um, I, I just, you know, I think this is a guy you'd like to have around for a while. He's just, he's just a, a legitimate veteran who's doing the right things uh, on a team with suddenly a bunch of 20-year-olds. Yeah, I think that I mean having Justin Holiday is nice and and just um, you know it's nice when you have leaders. If there's people like them, uh, it'd be nice to have. Um, if he had any uh, you know siblings, it'd be nice to have them on the team. That would be nice, man. especially sure, if they were yeah. young, like guys yeah. who developed yeah. like, some upside, like fearless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Had like That'd big game experience, like yeah. to hit the big shots. We should really look into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there couldn't what possibly if? be more holidays in the league. I mean. Right. Uh, okay, so a, a real quick question. Um, do you guys, by the time that this show comes out, this these will probably be answered, but do you think, you said, uh, Harper, that Herb Simon is, is not interested in tanking. Um, this this Karis LeVert trade was... Right, this Karis LeVert trade, Levert trade uh, uh, the, the Viceroy trade, was very clearly about tanking. Um, do you think that the other names mentioned... Um, the uh, Miles Turner, the Demonis Sabonis, and you've got to think maybe a Holiday or a you know I mean I think everybody's on the block at this point uh, outside of Brogdon who can't be traded, um, and our rookies. Do you think we're going to start trading them for more draft picks, or do you think we're going to try to bring an asset back to try to like paper over the fact that we just traded Karis Levert away for draft picks? Right. So I, I don't think that it's the same thing to trade Karis Levert. That's not necessarily a tanking move. I mean, what's the point of holding the guy hostage when he can go help another team, right? <laughs> sure. What we're doing right. is what we're doing is getting an expired contract and saving our owner money. So presumably that's something that he's probably a fan of. He was of. fine with. Yeah. Sure. So I, I think her probably likes money. Um, that said, you know, obviously any picks that or any trades that we make have got to be tuned towards young talent or draft picks, right? I mean, if if you're trading Lavert and then you go back and get a, you know, a veteran at the end of his career in the next trade, that's going to leave a lot of people scratching their heads, probably including Herb Simon, right? So <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, I think that's uh yeah. I, well, I, one last thing I want to say about this is I know Simon said that and I believe that he does not want to be 
is seen as tanking. Um, but it's, it's just words, baby. <laughs> you know, Semantics. You say one thing. You, you, yeah. You, you say something and then you, 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 you may do the thing that you say. Or you may not. But you're on record of saying that, at least. So, I mean, I, do, he's getting older. I, I, don't you think he wants to win a title before he dies? For sure. He's put all this time and money into this thing. Like, tanking right now is not probably real exciting to him. But he's not going to win a title this year regardless, so. Right. I mean, and, and, and I will say, like, even, you know, freeing up that money at, at the end of the, you know, it gives, lets you, if you, it gives you the option to, to spend it again, to try and lure whomever, you know, in the off season uh, after Rubio's contract expires. Um, we don't lure anybody here, man. We lure David West to, you know, just because it's been, you know, so long, you, people forget that. Oh, we also lured uh, uh, Monte Ellis. Mm-hmm. We did that. He, he, we're still paying he that guy, right? All. Yeah, we're still paying him. He, he got yeah. all our money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I mean, I'm just excited. I want to see the development of, of the young guys, and uh, I want to see some alley-oops. I think I've made that clear. Yeah. And I want to see – I want to make sure our guys get the lobs in there for those alley-oops. So we got Sykes, we got Washington, we got Duarte. They're just throwing alley-oops to Taylor and uh, Isaiah Jackson. That's all you want to say. That's all that matters. I want to see, some, I want to see Duar- uh, Washington hitting some threes. Okay. I want to see Brissette, like, Ooh, with his... a little sauce action? I want to see some Brissette, like, crash in the rim. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's had a couple things that, like, had he landed those, would have been, you know, legendary. You know, crashing the boards and... I really like his activity around the the, the yeah. rim. I really do. I love the way he cuts to the basket. Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of oops out of him, but like I love his. No. You know, yeah. I see some oops. They're called turnovers. You know. <laughs> Shut up the sauce. Oops. Anyway, I'm just I'm just career playing. low turnovers against the Magic. Or sorry, hmm. season low for the Pacers. Oh good. If we lost. Or was it uh, eight? Was it like yeah. uh, eight? Oh, yeah, that's great. Good. That's great. I'll take that. I'll take a win, but I think it is time to take a break. Colson, you need to cool off a little bit, all right? Was I wound up? You're a little fired up. You're seeing red now. You you probably can't. uh, You can't tell. But go, uh, go take a step outside. Okay. Cool off. Come back in the second half. I'm going to give you a stat of the week of that. As a taxpayer, you're going to be furious about. Oh, so you're gonna you're telling me to cool off to get more anxious and upset? No, it's so you don't. So so you're able to make it through the next. So don't throw my computer. Yeah, that seems to be the answer you're giving for a lot of things now. Exactly. (laughs) Got to take the temperature down because we know it's going to go up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take five. Go do some deep breathing exercises and. We'll be back. From the womb we were destined to lose. There's a loophole in the system that we never seem to use. I get confused when we're out selling rocks. Get confused when we're killed by cops. What's the meaning of it? What's the meaning behind treating us like dirt? Manipulating minds and tarnishing our worth. 
as if we asked to be a part of this plan. I can't apologize for the fail, but it wasn't your land to begin with. And now I'm off on a tangent, wishing I had written something different, but I didn't. So take heed to these words, my brothers and my sisters out creating a stir. We need each other in the long run, so stop hating on the progress that another one has done. Because we'll never get ahead, some are using God's name while they're killing all of us dead. I'll be there just to lift you up. Ain't nobody else gonna bring you down, no. Even when I'm not around, you ain't gonna get there all right. I'll be there just to lift you up. Ain't nobody else gonna bring you down. First, because I know we're not perfect, but perfection's in the mist when it comes to your complexion. I know I didn't choose it, neither did you. But to claim it as your power reaches further than you. Why you scared tactics to disguise your own guilt for something you didn't do that your ancestors built? Guilty by association. Talk to think that blacks are inferior is just an abomination. I can't help but to think of the ones we've lost and the cost that most paid to the ones they've crossed. It's hatred in your heart and it's love we fought to protect our own skin from the curse you brought. I'm only saying let us love, it's the difference we need I'm not trying to show the negative, but truth as it seems And you still don't see how the government schemes While you're hating on us, they shatter your dreams I'll be there just to lift you up Ain't nobody else gonna bring you down, no. We are back from the break I'm gonna start off the second half of the show here My stat of the week Joey, stat of the week You know, and I've, I've been, you know, I listen this isn't something I came into the intent with with coming back to this topic, but here it is again. You know, these stories keep coming across my newsfeed, and I keep getting mad. And again, it's about the United States Postal Service mail trucks. <laughs> there we are again. Oh no! Yeah. So I think this is going to be the third one. the The first one. Was it because they kept catching on fire? Right. Which, I don't know, seems crappy. Uh, the second one was about how they're doing the redesign. Yeah. I was excited about and, that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the duckmobiles. Well, yeah, the, the duckmobiles. Duck they, look, they look very different. They look interesting. Well, here's the thing about the duckmobile is it's just been announced they had a, they had a, a, a dump of some information about these ones. So it's going to be a mixed fleet. Some of them are going to be... Uh, electric and some of them are going to be uh, conventional uh, by that I mean you know uh, gas guzzlers and by gas guzzlers I mean they're going to get 8.6 miles per gallon on a brand new thing on a brand new mail truck hmm. the old ones got 8.2 miles per gallon and they were made in I don't know the 50s or something like they're <laughs> old like jeeps from the war <laughs> and now these new ones are gonna make are gonna hit eight point six miles per gallon. So Joe, can you explain why this would happen? Why this would be even something that could be possible? I don't know how they're fight like I don't even know how you'd fight like you can't buy a, a vehicle like that. All, all the new, all the new vehicles have much that more fuel efficiency. That wouldn't pass a transmission test in in North Carolina. Or the uh, emission emissions, right? Oh yeah, or the transmission test, <laughs> right? But yeah, the emission test. I, I guess I don't want to speak for, for yeah. 
I mean, I, I assume as a commercial vehicle, it has it would have different emissions. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. Someone's gonna go do some crime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and the thing is, like, the fleet that th- this big, I mean, the impact is large. Like, you know, on the, on the, you know, for the cost of the, the cost of the fuel, plus, you know, plus the, you know, the, the world that we live in, you know, it seems like it might be nicer to have something more fuel efficient, particularly when it's a large fleet, like the, like, like the, the United, United States Postal Service. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And and why can't they all be electric? Don't we have Teslas and stuff now that drive themselves? We we do. I don't yeah, know. My, don't want to. My, my curiosity is, I mean, I assume that the vehicle itself is inefficient, right? You could make it electric. It would still be hyper inefficient based on that information. We didn't just yeah. find the least efficient gas engine and put it in there, I'm assuming. Well, okay, so we've got it. It's it's because it's a weird shaped truck and it's not aerodynamic. Like, what are we? What, what's the issue? Because it's got to carry all the letters. Like, why is it this this? I mean, and the packages and the, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a commercial vehicle. It's certainly not very aerodynamic. There's no two ways about that. Right. My suspicion is that you would do slightly better EV simply because. It can turn itself on and off, right? Like there's no there's no on, right? It's just going right. or not going, right? I assume that because of the nature of the vehicle, eight point six miles per gallon is probably something approximating real world MPG versus you know what you would get if you took it on a highway. I'm sure it'd be fine, right? But sure. that's just not what they do, right? But are you really no. getting twenty miles per gallon on the highway? Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, that that would be my hope. Like I said, I mean, otherwise they they would have had to go out and like search for the least efficient engine they could find. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> Which how might else have been what they that. did. <laughs> it sounds like maybe that's what they did. I don't think that's what they did, but I I don't know. I I haven't read the article. I'd be interested to get some metrics because, I mean, certainly it's it doesn't seem great. It doesn't seem great at all. Well, and then, and then part of the issue with this is that uh, the new uh, the contracts that are that are handed out they need to be um, examined for environmental impact for for these type of contracts by the government, and they just didn't do that. Uh, it's, it's required by law. They just did not do that. Cool. So, so they're breaking the law breaking the law but you know what they're the postal service they are the law what are you going to do about it <laughs> they're going to buy between 50 and 160,000 of these when they come out so of the inefficient ones uh, i think of the total fleet and, and that's uh, they're, they're saying around 10% would be the electric ones now and the electric ones i mean you think with with a with a just that, that it's inefficient in the first place, like the, even the battery ones, like they're not going to work in every scenario. Like in a rural mail delivery, like where they've got to cover a lot more ground, they're going to be less efficient there. You know, they're, the electric ones are going to be more suited towards higher density, more stopping, 
states where they do better. So okay, this this is this reminds me of uh, one of uh, this pod's favorite uh, movies, Armageddon. Um, doesn't the government have a bunch of people just sitting around and thinking shit up, and a bunch of other guys sitting around and thinking shit up after them? Like, how did how do we get here? Can't can't we make well, can we make well, the mail uh, uh, can we make the mail trucks out of the MIT uh, plastics? And it'd be super light and good for us. We could, but here's the deal: is the government's not making these. They're they're buying, you know, they're 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 giving a contract. This isn't a NASA project. This is freaking lazy. Like, can I have like, where are my guys being? Like, we're just we're giving to the lowest bidder, and we're having the least efficient car we can get. Like, come on. Also, Basically, everything is made by the lowest bidder. Essentially. Also, from that movie, you're sitting yeah, on exactly. top of a rocket <laughs> made with ten million moving parts made by the lowest bidder. That's right. Shout out Armageddon. <laughs> I, I don't think that they, they authored that line, but uh, it's a good one. So, I mean, this I just don't know how we get here. Except that we have a, uh, you know, a ton of politicians that get paid to be bad at their jobs. And all they have to do is slough off and not show up. And we still pay them $200,000 a year. So go America. <laughs> So yeah, well, I just want to end this on the, a quote—a quote from the EPA, which wrote about this, and they said, it, they, "Quote: Postal Service chose not to consider in detail even a single feasible alternative to its proposal that would be more environment, environmentally protective, evaluating only alternatives that the Postal Service itself considered to be infeasible, e.g., 100% BEVs given longer rural routes." So. EPA not happy about this either. So we've got a lot of infighting and a duckmobile. That's what we got. I feel like this is the one thing that we used to be able to figure out how to do is get people freaking mail. We could put a man on the moon. And get people we- mail in the middle of nowhere. Like, we can do that. We can. But the question is, at what cost? How expensive is it going to yeah. be? I mean, that's always been the question. Right? The USPS is an amazing institution. The idea that somehow if we privatized it, all these problems would go away has never quite made sense to me. Um, and, and in fact, it makes less and less sense. <laughs> I mean, given the tone of this article, I would argue that a <laughs> private company would not be engaging in this sort of this profligacy kind of yeah. Uh, if it were left up to them. So uh, this this yeah. would certainly be an argument for privatization. Fair enough. But, I mean, you know, you've got Amazon and, and uh, you know, um, the FedEx and uh, UPS, you know, still using the United States Postal Service to get stuff to unreachable points because it's an amazing entity. Yeah, shout out Postal Service. It's an amazing. Yeah, no it's doubt. amazing. Shout out Postal Service. 51 cents. Yeah, just for, send for, something anywhere. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, actually, Joey, I'm gonna, I'm What's gonna, up? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you some, uh, some good vibes. Fifty one cents coming your way. Are you sending it through the postal service? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, all right. Well, you're coming here in like a day, so. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Just showing oh, off. Well, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send. I'm gonna talk shit. And hope that uh-huh. arrives before I do. We'll see how it goes. Okay. So when I show up, we can fight. We could fight no matter what, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry about that. Like I said, I'm going to run away and wear the MIT headgear. Yeah. Joey and Harden coming after you. <laughs> yeah, you wear that headgear leaving your your uh, soft body <laughs> wide open. It's getting softer and softer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think we should do an under Googleable and then uh, get the heck out of here. Okay, I got a, I got a, a, a couple good ones for you. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. So. <laughs> so it was, you said we, you said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. The writing's on the wall. Uh, when do we think that came about? Why do we think that's a thing? What do we think it means? Era meaning, as we do on this show, the writing is on the wall. So the definition is, as I understand it, essentially it's... Uh, that you can see the conditions are in, in a way that something is going to happen, right? That's sort of um, something's going to happen, and you can tell what it is by uh, almost, by almost, almost obvious. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it maybe predetermined, but also very clear that this right. is going to happen because the writing's on the wall. Yeah. So my first thought would be. Graffiti, and the okay. people who made that up, I think, were the ancient Greeks. Okay. All right. So, so what were the ancient Greeks doing with graffiti? They were the same thing that we're still doing with graffiti? Lots of dissent. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, when you got a lot of people writing stuff publicly on walls, maybe the at that point the conclusion becomes foregone. Mm. Okay, so it's clear that the government's going to be overthrown, or somebody's on their way out, or right, right, right. They're making clear their political dissent on the wall. Correct. Yeah, there, it was actually quite stable governance for the most part, but obviously democratic, so people were in and out often. Now, uh, so what form would that have taken back then? I mean, this is not a spray paint can clearly. I mean, are we, are we, are we carving things with stone? Do we have paint? What are we doing? <laughs> People just lugging around paint cans. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Krylon probably is the, you know, the yeah. one we would expect. Yeah. Um, you got to tag stuff, right? Like exactly. I mean, I think you'd have paints in, in that area, I would believe, right? Yeah, sure. Or some yeah, some sort sure. of some sort of uh, you know paint paint like. And that's how they made the uh, the Grecian urns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Owed to a Grecian urn or something like that. Something like that. So do we think the f- well? So that's graffiti. Do we think the the, the phrase itself? Is, so, I guess do you think the phrase itself is from? Something similar to back then? or Yeah, or so this... he's going political protest back in Greece. I'm going old, old school. That's what Harper's going with. Okay. And you think the phrase itself is also, like, that old? Sure. Okay. In uh, Latin, Grecian, whatever the <laughs> language is. Yeah. Greek was a language. I think, 
I think okay. Greek, yeah. Seems like Grecian, that. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were hmm. quite prolific playwrights back then, so it it may have made may have made it in. I don't know. And and modern English, I don't know. Probably. Oh, we definitely interpreted all that stuff whenever, right? Well, so that's the interesting thing, right? So we weren't able to understand ancient Greece for or ancient Greek for quite some quite some time. So hmm. it may have that that uh, fallen there, away. The, and the, yeah, back. there 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 may be other other explanations here for sure. Uh, Joey, what do you think? Writing's on the wall. We're seeing this coming. We know it's 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 about to happen. It's almost predetermined. It's very obvious. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I like that for the graffiti. I mean, that's where you you know literally see write, writing on walls. Uh, and I think that's so it's very literal, is what you're saying. I mean, I think that yeah, the I think that the the root to me that that does sound pretty literal. I mean, we see all sorts of stuff. That, I mean, the, not that I not I quibble with it, but just you know, we definitely do see things you know, written on walls that are, you know, not that we have not seen come to fruition. Like I've seen a lot of stuff in, in uh, graffiti in like bar bathrooms that I don't think is true. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Did I ever, ever tell you my favorite uh, graffiti ever in a bar bathroom? No. Uh, this was at, uh, oh gosh, what was the uh, Cooter Browns in New Orleans? And uh, when when you went to the bathroom, um, somebody had written, "My wife follows me everywhere," and this is in the men's bathroom. And then underneath, somebody else wrote, "No, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> That's solid work yeah. by yeah. some drunk people. Work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe that's all it's about then. Don't want to guess Shakespeare or something. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's got to be a little bit separated from that. I, I, I think it's not that obvious. I don't think it's graffiti. I don't think it's people actually writing on walls. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different. And I think I'm going to say that it is science lab related. And there's a big whiteboard. And... So the literally written on the wall, on, a, on the wall, yeah. just in a science lab, in a science lab. Okay. And the answer is in there somewhere, but we don't see it yet. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Uh, so you're going what time period? Uh, I'm going with the thirties. Uh, you think whiteboards were invented then? They chalk chalkboards. Chalkboards. Yeah. Chalkboards. Yeah, chalkboards. Okay. Okay. Chalkboard walls in the 1930s. 1930s. Okay. Or, okay. Or could it be it could be a an overhead projector too. That could be mm, the same. Sure. Function. They definitely yeah. had that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And the answer is there somewhere. We just don't have it. I think that 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 makes the phrase slightly more interesting, right? It's like it's not so obvious that the writing's on the wall, even though the whole thing about the phrase is that it's obvious so whatever you're welcome team <laughs> what do we got and i think it's we you know that another thing i it may be uh from pink floyd it may be from there yeah oh, sure, sure there you go yeah, yeah uh what about the great wall what about trump's wall i mean these things could all be a part of this 
Well, the Great Wall was built. Trump's wall wasn't, so. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I don't there. come to this basketball podcast to hear your politics, Joey. That's not politics. <laughs> it's just, you know. Just the truth? I mean, I don't know. They're, they built, like, sections of it, but it's not, <laughs> you know, functional. All right. So, according to Idioms Online... This idiom comes from the biblical story of Belshazzar's feast, Daniel 5, 5 through 31, in which in the presence of the king, a disembodied hand appears and writes on the palace wall. The king, Mm. frightened, called for astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, and offered rewards to whoever could interpret the writing. And did anybody, Mm. was anybody able to do it? Uh, You haven't read that? Come on, Paul. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I, I I guess I could pull out my Bible and check real fast. <laughs> Let's see. None of the wise men could read the message until the queen suggested he called Daniel, and whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, and whom the father's king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had become Beth or Belteshazzar. And I'm seeing here that Oof. the phrase that was written was numbered, numbered, weighed, and they are divided. And that- Daniel in- interpreted that as pointing to the downfall of the Babylonian Empire. From According to the book of Daniel, it is a portent of doom. Cool. Biblical. So there's, there's a disembodied hand? Is that what they went with? It's the Bible. Yeah. That's the most magical thing that happens in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if I was going to tell the story, I probably wouldn't like make it a... I would just have the, like, the, the chalk right on the wall without a hand there. Look, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Look, the Bible is not... It's not It's not an entertainment, you know. It's. I disagree. Yeah, I completely disagree. <laughs> this is the whole reason. We... we for generations, we sat around campfires and needed a story about our peoples. Entertain me, Joey. Make me li- okay. Look, you can teach me something, but I better be goddamn entertained. Yeah. Okay. Uh, amazingly, it was considered entertainment. I've tried to read that thing. Boy. Disembodied hand mm-hmm. was the name of my masturbation in high school. I don't know. Oh. That, didn't, that didn't work. <laughs> Just nope. Put that one uh, let's see. It didn't work. Uh, d- d- <laughs> uh, disembodied hand was uh, the name of my girlfriend in high school. That's oh, better. God. That's closer. Ooh. <laughs> I like the audience can't see it, but I love when, when whenever you're on a bit, you get super close to the mic. I love I love it. I love it when I get the lean in. I know some greatness is about to happen. <laughs> And it's funny because that's when I lean away from my computer. We're getting there. <laughs> I am finding I'm finding a little bit of uh, maybe a, an alternative one. It says we don't need no education. <laughs> we don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Teacher, leave them kids alone. And so that was from Nebuchadnezzar in. Uh, and Daniel 6, so was the, the next. Oh, step. Daniel 6, okay. Yeah, this is the next chapter. All in all, you're just another brick in the wall. So, I, the good news is we got the time period about right. We're talking, you know, 
circa 540 BC-ish. For sure. Yeah. Nice work, buddy. I think you nailed it. Of course, dog got written down way later, but... Right. Well, that's the nature of uh, the Bible. <laughs> but we'll say it's all exactly true, and that's how it happened, and uh, we nailed it. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Daniel 5. It's my, <laughs> all the, all my the Daniels Daniel. out there. Yeah. Daniel 5, and the other one I like is Johnny 5. I like that guy, Johnny too. Johnny 5, mm. yep. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Is alive! Right, uh, <laughs> that was not a very good impression of a robot. Nope. He's alive. No, that's not a good impression. <laughs> that was my impression Harper. of a robot. Harper, what's up with your boy? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's seen the classic uh, short circuit it's getting, from it's getting, like 1985. It's getting loopy. It's laid out there. Yeah, yeah. He's... he's there's an upside down bottle of loopy in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> if only that was my excuse. Yeah. Uh, well, we will be back with you next week, uh, Monday, talking about uh, that the previous week of Pacers basketball. And until then, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at theundebeatables.com. And our website slash store is where you can check out the merch of a t-shirt at this moment. (laughs) Nicely done, Joe. I mean a single t-shirt. Right. Singular. Hey, look, we got them in the queue. Yep. Uh, For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always... Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Suclinard, and for the disembodied hand, turn out the lights, the party's over. What are you doing later, Joey? <laughs> that was the, the disembodied hand. That wasn't me. That was that. Oh. So the, the, hand can, the, the hand can talk? Oh, oh for sure. Can, can all disembodied hands talk? Is that? <laughs> I mean, it could definitely write on walls. Why can't it talk? Come on, what's what's what, you know? Where's your level of disbelief? I just, what makes it a disembodied hand when it can talk? This is my question. It's like shadow puppet style. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Is it? Is that how it talks? Is it? You know? <laughs> it's A B C D. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh, ASL? Yeah. Is, it is that what's happening? Yeah, it's ASL, oh, it's, yeah. Okay. I was thinking shadow puppets, but that well, sure. Because well, I heard actual words come out of your face. It's what I thought I heard. Well, no, yeah. I had to interpret I had to interpret for the disembodied hand for the listeners, because this is a audio uh, medium. I mean, you know, everything the disembodied hand was doing visually, the, the, the people couldn't see. So I was just doing that for... But you made no indication to the listener... That you were using sign language, you were just. I wasn't that. using sign language. It was the disembodied hand. I was just interpreting, interpreting it. This guy. Well, thank you for, I mean, a solid top five creepiest outros that we've ever had. I, I do appreciate Seriously. your commitment. It's like a hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Or was it always turning yes. that direction? guess we should always just assume just always assume it's gonna get weird joey yeah yeah
Um, sorry, mom. <laughs>